Hello and welcome to the Sound on Sound podcast. I'm Chris Mayswright, news editor, and I'm here with Paul White, editor-in-chief. Hello. And Hugh Robjohns, technical editor. Hello. This month, we've got a Christmas theme section of the podcast where we'll be giving you some suggestions on what to do with your Christmas money. Personally, I think you should buy Woolworths or possibly MFI, although rumour has it there's no way to put MFI back together again once it's been dismantled. (laughs) (laughs) Also, we hear from SOS Features editor Sam Ingalls, who's going to tell us about Shortcuts, a new feature which you'll find in this month's issue of Sound on Sound magazine. As well as all this, we'll be answering your questions as usual and giving you some useful studio advice. First, it's time for some news. Jay-Z microphones have launched a new model, the BT-201. It's a small diaphragm condenser that's got three interchangeable capsules, providing two shapes of cardioid and omnidirectional polar patterns. It should be in the shops in the first few months of 2009. Check out jayzmic.com for more. Moog Music have announced that they're planning to reissue the Taurus 1 bass module, famed for its beefy sound and chunky pedals. There's one catch, however. You can only buy one if you pre-order and pay a $500 deposit up front. And Moog say that they might decide not to pursue the development. Visit moogmusic.com where you can find out more and pre-order your Taurus. French audio manufacturers ProDeep have launched new active monitors that use ribbon tweeters. The Pro Ribbon 5 and Pro Ribbon 8 are both priced very attractively at £350 or $520 and £430 or $650 per pair respectively. Surf to prodeep.com, spelt P-R-O-D-I-P-E, for further information or check out the news pages of Sound on Sound online. Another French company making the news is Musinaut, who are pioneering a music format which they describe as the next evolution of the MP3. MXP4, as it's called, allows for multiple lanes of audio with multiple submixes to be included in a file, and rules can be applied to various sections of the song. To fully understand the concept, head to mxp4.com. In the meantime, here's Elad Behava, one of the first engineers to adopt the format. Uh, nowadays, we, are, uh, we listen music in several formats like MP3, OGG, Wave, AFF, and all these formats. Uh, move on to mono channels or stereo channels uh, with MX4 the music uh, can move on now six stereo tracks and each track can co- uh, contain unlimited subtrack and all the subtract can be mixed each other and create uh, something new uh, a new dimension of listening at each time you start uh, your music for up-to-date news, head to the news pages of the SOS website at soundonsound.com forward slash news. Now it's back to Paul for some festive fun. We'd like to think that you and your family are listening to this podcast around an open fire next to the decorated Christmas tree as the snow falls outside. However, We know that in reality you'll be watching The Great Escape for the 93rd time, followed by Bridge Over the River Kwai, and then sneaking away to your studio while the in-laws eat the remains of the Christmas pudding. You've forgotten to put the tree up, you've forgotten that it's Christmas, the snow has turned into slush, but who cares, you're in your studio. Well, whatever your situation, now's the time to go out and buy some gear. The January sales are on, or they soon will be, and that means cheap gear, which is even better. So here are a few personal suggestions for what to buy this Christmas. Yeah, we're going to split this into three categories to cover all budgets... Uh, They will be stocking fillers, studio upgrades and big buys. Paul, let's start with your suggestions. 
At the cheap end of the scale, I'd probably buy another duvet. No, really, a cheap polyester one. You can sleep under it when you get cold. You don't have to feel too bad about the winter field prices and you can press it into service to improve your acoustics, which we all know makes a bigger difference to the recording than buying more gear, or at least usually. In the middle bracket, why not treat yourself to a nice small diaphragm Omni microphone because Omnis don't really get used enough and they're brilliant things. You can record all kinds of things like musical instruments. Remember those? Things that people play and pluck and scrape, hit. They're good for that. If I had a lot of money to spend, I'd probably look more closely at my microphone and preamp collection because that really determines the quality of what goes into the system. And as most modern recording systems are actually really good, then uh, improving what goes into them can only bring about better results. Okay. How about you, Hugh? Mm, challenges, challenges. I think stocking fillers, if I could tow the corporate line, I'd say a subscription to Sound on Sound. Oh, but but they send it to me for free. I don't know why. Um, Ryko InVision shock mounts are excellent. Mine. Have I stolen one of yours? Yeah, it was, but I've got... Tons. Sorry about that. Um, um, I came across a new windshield product, which you have there placed in front of your very microphone at the moment. I do, and it's not popping. I hope I not. Um, that's come from a Swedish company called Microfon, with a K and an F, microfon.se. And uh, it's a very elegant little design where you can remove the, the foam pop screen part and wash it very easily, which is quite a nice feature. And uh, it comes with various clips and brackets and things to mount it on different microphones. So that's, that's rather neat. Um, about to be launched on the market any moment now. Um, mid-range products, hmm, tricky uh, software, I suppose. New software products will always be good. I mean, I'm, I tend to do most of my work on Sadie, but uh, um, things like WaveLab and, uh, and Nuendo have an appeal to me at the moment, so maybe I could move up to those. High-end stuff, well, with me, it's always microphones. Expensive microphones. Lots of expensive microphones. Yeah, I think we get that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, shall I give you mine, then? Go on, then. Well, as Hugh says, the Ryko Envisions are um, good stocking fillers because they're pretty cheap. In America, I imagine they're around 50 bucks, and in the UK, about £35, something like that. I'm not an iPhone user, but if I was, I would buy 4Track. It's an application for, for the iPhone that turns your iPhone into a 4Track, funnily enough. Um, it costs, in the US, $10, and in the UK, $5.99. The quality isn't you know brilliant um but if inspiration strikes and you want to record it all with you and your mates around a campfire you can use your iphone and uh and it really is four tracks you can put sound on sound you can multi-track all those ringtones you have and make yeah, new and absolutely. interesting compilations out of them um, and it's not really a stocking filler but it's a good gift idea Aurelex have just launched a new service called sonic print basically you upload any photo you like and they turn it into an acoustic panel mm. Good for company logos, I should think, that kind of thing. Yes, absolutely. Um, but also, um, if, you know, it, it, it's something different from the normal grey and purple stuff that you stick on your wall. In the studio upgrade category, I would choose the Kelly Shoe, which is a product for drummers or people who record drummers. The Kelly Shoe is a, a mic mounting device that goes inside a bass drum and it's suspended on um, taut elastic. I'm sure you can find it on Google. Just search for Kelly and Shoe, spelt S-H-U. My big buy would be a Euphonics MC Control um, with an MC Mix on the side because at the moment I don't have any hardware control over my door. So it would be nice to have one of those. And actually there's a review of it in the January issue of Sound on Sound. Sound advice. Regular listeners will know that each month on the podcast we answer your questions, or at least we try to, and dish out a healthy serving of sound advice. The first question this month comes from Joel Croswell in Hastings. He says, can you explain the process of reamping and what are its benefits? Um, reamping is the idea that you record the guitar 
track clean as a DI source into your computer or recorder, whatever. Um, and then when you're doing your mixing and tweaking, you can play that raw track back. You send it back to the amplifier in the studio, mic it in whatever way you want, put the effects on that you want and record it afresh. And that way you've got the flexibility of being able to change the sound. You need special equipment to reamp, really, don't you? Well, yeah, I mean, ideally you need, um, obviously you need a DI box to record the guitar in the first place and the kind of reverse DI box to send the signal back into the amp. But actually that aspect of it's not that critical. What happens if you just shove a line level signal from your audio interface into a guitar amp? Will it work? It will work providing you match the levels up uh, because yeah. a, a guitar amplifier expects to see the kind of output level you get from a guitar pickup. So if it's too low in level, you're not going to get enough overdrive. And if it's too high in level, the thing's going to distort. But providing you match the levels up, you can get reasonably good.